Hey, Uppercut listeners, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will have a new episode every Friday, so we hope you tune in. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode of The Uppercut, brought to you by Out of Pocket Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Uppercut. It is episode 16 and we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to start us off with bare knuckle fighting Bryce Hall's fight last weekend. After that, we'll have what's next for Bryce Hall. Following that, we'll have in the news, Logan Paul slash Dylan Dennis. Like, the beef is coming out. There's like it's a crazy. Of, a it's coming out now, yeah. And then after that, we'll have the recap of UFC uh, fight night with Dos Anjos versus Vincent Luke. Then we'll have what's next for those fight night main event fighters. Following that, we'll have fight week of UFC 292. Following that, we'll have in the news with three different things. With Sean O'Malley submitting MMA legend to Knori Gomi. And also, Ian Gary's offering to train Jake Paul in his MMA fight against Nate Diaz if it happens. And then after that, we'll also have Conor McGregor calling out KSI in the boxing match. After that, we'll have the countdown scariest fighters in the UFC of all time. And then we'll have in the news with Izzy saying Kamzat, if he beats Costa, has a good chance to take the number one contender spot over Duplessis. And then we'll have what do you think with Gilbert Burns, Ian Gary, Paulo Costa, Johnny Walker, and Bryce Mitchell. A lot to talk about today. A lot. Tons. But we're going to, let's just start us off with a recap of Bare Knuckle Fight. I didn't watch this live, but I watched the video. I did watch this live. It was pretty good. This was so crazy, dude. And honestly, I mean, I was a little disappointed by the like you know result, like the end result of the whole match. But mm-hmm. I mean, Bryce, Bryce kind of came out and showed <laughs> out. Like he kind of did. Knocked him down first. He round. did. He first round came in, knocked him down. Wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. His uh, conditioning actually seemed pretty good. Like yeah. he, he didn't seem tired. He came out and did what like you know bare knuckle fighters do, and it was it was really cool to watch. Yeah, so. He was choosing his spot. His uh shots correctly he wasn't like chasing them like he was in uh the austin mcgroom fight yeah but uh i was actually surprised he knocked him down like the first 10 seconds yeah it was pretty wild the yeah. first round he comes out like just freaking bum rushes that guy and and knocks him down instantly and then he wins the fight and then he goes i've always claimed to be a fighter <laughs> that I've always so that's the coldest shit like that that it has to be that dude. was, like, he, that was it's, cold it's so cool like he he comes out Says that, and he even made like a TikTok video about it weeks before the fight. He was like, "What if I do this? <laughs> like, what if I come out, win the fight, and then say that? Like, would the crowd go wild, or would the crowd? They boo? should. They they did, and the crowd went wild. He was like, "I'm gonna do it. Screw it. Like, <laughs> it I might smart. as well." And it, it went, and viral. it worked. Yeah, it it went viral. It worked. He mm-hmm. won the fight. I mean, it was a medical stoppage, but it was. That he he it, did it, that to him. It, it wasn't like you know he didn't do anything during the fight. You know, Austin Mc. Or, no, he was Austin winning McGrim, the fight. Um. Bryce Hall, yeah, he Bryce Hall was doing a very good job in this fight, and 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 bare knuckles, no joke, mm-hmm. that's no joke. Yeah, he didn't even get knocked down. Yeah, in, those, it, it, in two rounds, and he did he like listen like he did get hit. Yeah, he got hit, he got stunned. Yeah, but he didn't go down, which is like impressive. He, like in 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 bare knuckle, like you're gonna get hit, you're gonna take some shots, you're gonna take some scratches, and Hall stayed in there. Like yeah. this is no this is no joke of a fight, man. Like he really he like bare knuckles crazy. So yeah, and he's the first influencer to enter that world of fighting and it, and it, and he won yeah and That's it was pretty, against the undefeated bare knuckle yeah. fighter it wasn't like i mean 
it wasn't just a nobody that came up right. just to do it. He was the actual 3 and 0 fighter in the Bear in yeah, the BKFC. I mean, it's no slouch, man. Like there's nothing you can take away from from Hall at this point. Like the mm-hmm. bare knuckle fight for like debut bare knuckle fight comes in and wins like you can't you can't take anything away from him at that point. So Dr. Stop was he like took he him hurt. down. He, in the he, fight. he did take him down. I didn't know that was legal. It was fair knuckle FC. Well, I don't think you can take him down. I, th- I think that like they'll stop the. Fight. I don't know if that that's any. I don't really know how it works. I don't know if that's points if you do yeah. that. But he hurt. Yeah, the his opponent hurt his elbow, and just like couldn't continue the fight. Like he couldn't continue to keep boxing him or, or whatever. He was just too hurt. Yeah. So the medical stoppage came in, but you know, e- even if Bryce Hall didn't, you know, force that injury onto him. He still did enough in the fight to where he was able to prove himself. So mm-hmm. it's it's to me, I think it's good enough. Yeah. Now the question is, what's next for Bryce Hall? In yeah. my opinion, there's there's a couple options, but the one I want to see the most because it's been rumored that he's gonna fight Deji. I want to, uh, yeah, because I, I like Deji, and I think that Deji's actually built his craft into a certain identity mm-hmm. uh, within boxing. He's he's a very defensive fighter. He's yep. got great head movement. He's not a very aggressive fighter, and I feel like that that would be good to combat Bryce Hall. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a very interesting fight. Would they do it in boxing? Probably they wouldn't do it bare knuckle. Yeah, it'd be a boxing match. I don't, way. I don't, I don't see any other influencer fighting in bare knuckle against Bryce Hall or just fighting bare knuckle in general. Yeah, but I, I saw yeah. what's his name? Uh, the like the he fought on the car Taylor Holder. Yes, Taylor Holder. He like had an interview. He said if he gets paid a million dollars, he would do it. Bryce Hall would fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. They don't like each other. Yeah, no, apparently they, they were like boys. Now they hate each other. They like hate each other. It's some, it's like Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington type of relationship. Yeah, like something happened with the Taylor Holder dude in like LA and he, he got yeah. canceled. He did, and he did a lot of stuff to Bryce Hall and there was a whole lot of legal situation and Bryce Hall just doesn't like to get into it. Yeah. Like, anytime he's ever asked, he's just like, I'm not giving this guy any more press, any more attention. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. If you want to go research it, like go ahead and do that yourself. I'm not the one. I'm not going to be the one to talk about it yeah so and, and and but bryce hall does make it known that he does not like this yeah, motherfucker he like he hates him <laughs> yeah so. i'd be i would i would watch that fight 100 <laughs> percent. there's a lot of beef there and i think it would be cool so taylor holder could be a possibility deji i think is the biggest possibility because deji's mentioned it yeah. he's mentioned it they're both down he and also then, mentioned uh, austin mcbroom, McBroom uh, he did he did mention a, re, uh, a rematch with austin with austin mcbroom and i think that bryce hall bryce hall could be able to win this rematch as well. Austin yeah. McBroon's on this weird decline. He's just in a weird path right now in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. He's so distracted. I just don't see him winning a fight against Bryce Hall. So Yeah, and Bryce Hall, he like switched he went totally different in training camps. He got a real he got a really good coach to coach yeah. him that's really like in on him, like supportive of him and he knows how to train him properly with his fighting style. Right. And Bryce Hall looked totally different than he did oh, yeah. in his first fight. He looked like he looked like a, a real fighter. He really yeah. did. Like in that fight it it because I I, I I did watch the comparison because I, I watched the fight live and I was just like, this is crazy that this is Bryce Hall doing this right now. <laughs> and, I, and I watched that fight again. I watched the highlights of it. And then I also like rewatched the highlights of him fighting Austin McBroom. And I'm just like, this is two totally different people, man. Yeah. Because because Bryce Hall in that fight was was not only nervous, but he was confused. He didn't know yep. how to be in the ring. Yep. He There was just so many things he didn't understand. 
But him fighting in that in that bare knuckle fight, he looked comfortable in there. He looked ready. He looked more than ready. I mean, he he was just like, regardless if I lose or win, I'm I'm here to compete. And it you could really see the the action behind him. So mm-hmm. I saw his walkout song was that Andrew Tate like theme song. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's good. That's a good walkout. The top G, the top G theme song. Yes. Oh, that's funny. But I am excited to see what he does next. Uh, he like his first fight. It was like no one really liked him. The TikTok now, like ever yeah. since that fight, no one's really cared for him. I think he's not I think annoying pe- anymore. I think people opinion. didn't like him because he was you know this big TikTok you know d bag, and he was this pretty boy. And then within this influencing boxer like you know event that was about to happen, like he was the loudest voice in that entire yeah. thing. Yeah, honestly, without Bryce Hall. That event would have been totally shot. Because, I'm pretty sure most of them like, didn't get paid. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think you're right about that, yeah. I think only Deji and uh, Gib. No, yeah, I, I think yeah. that the pay was very low for a lot of the fighters in that, but I will say, like, not a lot of people would have watched it yeah. if Bryce Hall didn't make as much noise as he did. Yeah, because so, they got bank, they went bankrupt. They, like, everybody wanted to watch Bryce Hall lose. So, <laughs> so bad. I yeah. wanted to watch Bryce Hall so, lose. And he made it happen. Like, it was, like... I don't think he obviously. I don't. I obviously don't think he was going out there to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna make a bunch of noise so people want to want me to lose." I think yeah. he was obviously going out there to show as much comp, like as, as much. The villain's the better part. Yeah, better and it's and it sold the fight. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But uh, we'll keep you all updated on what happens with him next. Uh, we're gonna go into our next segment, sticking with the influencer boxing world. It's Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis. <laughs> Uh, this whole beef is going insane on Twitter. It's a little bit too much. Dylan um, is, does not give a fuck. It's a little bit too much, man. It, it's, it's starting to get out of hand. It is. It um, is. If I was Logan, I would be deleting my social media right now. Yeah, uh, be, at least for a couple months because this is bad. He's fueling Logan so much. It's really bad, dude. The yeah. fact that Dylan Danis comes out with a nude photo dude, of his dude. fiance from Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that is so fucked up. That is so messed up, dude. <laughs> So that's up. so messed up and uh so those who don't who don't know dylan dennis went on twitter and he's trolling logan super hard crazy my, my my bad x x now it's not twitter yeah uh but uh he's posting pics of his fiance now with her exes them making out her with leonardo dicaprio when she dated him and the worst one was a topless picture yes. of her <laughs> and, and 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 logan's fiance is a model yes but like she's so far down the line in her career, so like obviously Logan was able to be more comfortable with her type of deal. But Dylan Annis is just bringing up all of these <laughs> things that she's done in her career and like her past who she's dated and all of the stuff like stuff that doesn't matter matter anymore. But like you know that Logan's looking at this, it's cutting him, dude. So it's cutting him, dude. You know it is. It's getting somewhere in his heart, and he's just like. I'd be so pissed. I'd be fueling with anger. <laughs> I'd be fiery right now, dude. There's no way I wouldn't be. Because, like, I know that this is a past thing, but I'd be like, this is so screwed up. Like, it why, really is. I, why? <laughs> why would you do that? But uh, he went on the Nelk podcast. Yes. And uh, there's two things that he said on this podcast. We're going to stick with this, what we're talking about. He said, uh, they're like, 
that's kind of messed up you think right it is he's like no there are pictures that are already on the internet (laughs) i mean if i like went searching for something that was it's the intention (laughs) behind it though is what it is i agree but he's like these are already all posted i didn't go searching for something that's never been posted (laughs) that would be fucked up but i didn't (laughs) any shut up dylan you know you're getting into this dude's brain you see i think it's so i think it's so ingenious dude like that's why that's the only thing i like about dylan he like his interviews and stuff are so funny it's like a little bit of connor in it (laughs) dude i'm not gonna lie to you like that that's what connor like trains and he gets into the dude's head like whether if you like dylan danis or not like he's kind of like jake paul in this way like he's kind of an ingenious marketer (laughs) he knows how to make this like blow up and get all over the place all over the internet where everybody's talking about it Mm -hmm. like dylan danis can make the most wild accusation or most wild (laughs) move and people are going to get talking yeah, about it. So he, he, he's ingenious in that sense. So, I mean, you can't take that away from him. But another bad thing he said when he was on this pod, I saw this clip today, actually. He said, uh, Dylan said that he wanted, oh, yeah. He said on the pod that he thought Logan's fiance was a transgender. <laughs> no fucking way. I swear. And he thought, he's like, I was actually going to reach out and give him, like, applaud him because uh, I'm actually all for that community and stuff. <laughs> And he, I actually had to look it up to make sure. And I found there's no way. Woman. And then the the no one was like, "What? <laughs> Dude, she's like, she's gorgeous. How do you think she? <laughs> she looks nothing like a guy." <laughs> there's like, no I'm way. Just, I just thought she was a guy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, dude, she does have kind of masculine face, like facial features. I'm I for, not what lie. does she look? like? I actually forgot what she looked like. What's Nina, her name? Uh, Nina, I think. Nina. Nina something. Nina Agdal. I, I think so. Agdal. It's the first thing that popped up. A Danish model. That's yeah, her. Right. Yeah, that's her. Logan Paul. She is gorgeous. I mean, yeah, I, will I don't say. think she has um, like masculine. She features. does a little bit. She has a very strong like jawline. Jawline. Yeah. That's it. Nah, but I don't but really other see than what, that, she doesn't, look like a, she doesn't necessarily look like a dude. But yeah. she does have that masculine. I don't know jawline. what Dylan was but talking like, about. <laughs> you know, she's gorgeous though. She's oh, got yeah. a great. You know, she's a model. I mean, yeah, like, she, how can you not? She has to be good. Yeah, she has to be great looking at. But uh, Dylan is just. <laughs> He is so funny. Uh, he actually said this wasn't on the podcast, but like there's a tweet that came out. He said he wants to make a bet with Logan that if he wins, that Logan has to make him his best man. Yes, that's so <laughs> fucking sick, dude. Oh my gosh, that's this is so, dude. That's so cool, though. That'd be a, like oh, the imagine. videos that are. Oh my gosh, he's there on the altar with Logan. Logan's crying because he's getting married, and Dylan Dan is just standing there in front of. Jake Paul and KSI who might be their groomsmen. Just that in general. KSI and Jake Paul as groomsmen. It's so perfect. It's so perfect, dude. It's so great. I freaking love it. It's so dude, that is literally the best bet ever. Oh, that would be a, Who Logan. do you have in this fight though? Like who's it? Logan's winning. Logan's winning. I agree. Yeah. I think Logan's gonna win. He's got all the motive he's got all the skills behind it. Then now he just fuels his fire. I do want Dylan Dennis to do well at least though. Yeah, because I kinda I've been wanting to see Dylan Dennis actually fight for the like, only reason know. why the only reason why I wanted to do well though is just because like if he's gonna stay in this influencer boxing realm, it's gonna make it more interesting. It's gonna make it a lot more fun. Yeah. And it's gonna do nothing but boost the entire industry. So I think if he does well and he stays within this realm, I think that it'll it'll just make it that much better. Yeah, so. it would. And uh he's actually he'll be active if he's active he can be like the test for these influencer boxes yeah i mean because he's a real fighter he's been doing this a long time mm-hmm. so and he's trained with conor mcgregor connor said that he was going to train dylan yeah so uh let's see how that goes who knows dude <laughs> I, I i just i don't really know what to expect i have we haven't seen logan box in a long time two years i'm pretty sure and we haven't seen logan ever win a boxing match and we haven't seen dylan danis fought in 
forever, dude. Forever. Like, forever. So, and, and let alone seeing him strike in a real fight in years. So yeah. it's like. And he was always a jujitsu artist. Yeah, that, that's why I like this fight. I think it's interesting. I think that there's a lot of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Both people are inexperienced in boxing. Yep. And this could be a cool fight. So it I'm excited. Be. Yeah, I'm, excited. I'm super excited. Hopefully Dylan doesn't back out. Right. But uh, let's move on to our next segment here, which is the recap of UFC Fight Night. Uh, Vince, is it Vincent? Vincent. Luke? Actually, it's it's different. It's it's more difficult than you think. It's okay. it's like Vicente Luque. I think that's what it is. Okay, I'm sorry for everyone who's listening. I'm to this pretty time. sure that's what Vicente it is. Vicente Luque. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the most difficult that, way to say it's it. It's a cool name though. I'm not yeah, lie. it is. It's very strong. <laughs> and then versus obviously Rafael dos Anjos. Uh, this fight it went all five rounds, yes. but it went unanimous decision towards Vicente Luque, which I agree with. By yeah, the way. it was. This was Dos Anjos. He moved up in weight to the welterweight division. Yeah, and this fight is his first fight. Uh, Luke or Luque had 138 total strikes and 72 significant strikes with eight takedowns and 12 minutes of control time. Dos Anjos had tw- uh, 94 total strikes, 66 signif- significant strikes, two takedowns with four minutes of control time. It's an obvious. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad fight, but Luke just he just beat his ass, dude. It yeah. was just like the the continuousness of it, like the the because whenever because I did watch this fight by the way because mm-hmm. it's it was free on yeah, ESPN Plus, so I watched at least I I watched the main event or the last two fights, mm-hmm. and um yeah the the thing I I got from this fight mainly was the consistency that I saw of him him oh, just Luke, could, yeah. yeah he he just was winning the fight the whole time. The consistency was just there. It was Dosanius had some good hits on him. No, 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 no doubt. Like he mm-hmm. he definitely had some good uh moments, but it's just the consistency of his of Vicente was was there and yeah. he 100% deserves the win of this fight. Yeah, Dosanius is just on his decline of his career. I agree. He's older, it's the vet. Uh which isn't a bad thing. He had a great career as a former yeah. champion, but uh, I didn't think w- moving up to welterweight was the smartest idea. Uh No, I agree. I agree. For him, at least. For yeah. the fighters, it is a good idea. But for him, that's like yeah. on the vet. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it, it was, was a little best. bit of a stretch. Yeah. But uh, what's next for them? We'll start with Dos Anjos. Uh, does he stay in welterweight or does he go back to lightweight? Maybe move back to lightweight. I don't see him would, staying in welterweight. Yeah, I don't just, either. But if he does, I mean, then... If he stays in welterweight, then he come back and fight maybe uh, the 14 ranked guy. Mate, but like uh, I just, Jack Dela. I just don't think he'll win though. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think it'll be like a vet test for him because he's a younger guy. And if Dosanio wins, he gets a welterweight ranking. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it would be a win-win for both of them. But I think he's gonna go to lightweight, like he should. Uh, and then I'd like to see him fight Jalen Turner at 12 because that would be, that would be the better fight. Rafael is 10 ranked in lightweight. Jalen Turner's 12. Uh, both coming off a loss. It would be another vet test for Jalen Turner. Uh, and Anios could win that fight, yeah, too. Yeah, Anios could. Jalen, don't get me wrong, Jalen Turner's a great fighter. And he's kind of on the up-and-come a little yeah, bit. Jaylen yeah, Jalen Turner, I think he's 28, 20, 30. He's a little bit on the up-and-up, mm-hmm. so it's it's very possible that either of those fighters can win. Mm-hmm. But it is a good test for Turner. It is. If he so. wins, he moves up in rankings. And uh, if Dos Anjos wins, then he solidifies his spot as a ten, like a top 10. Yeah. Oh, no, contender. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh I mean, that could be a good fight for him. I don't really see anyone else. Dos Anjos is 1-3 and three in his last three fights, uh, and he's still in the lower part of the rankings, so this would be a good fight in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, time for what we are excited to talk about now. It is fight week. Yes, it is. Uh, we have been hyping up this fight and talking about it like almost every episode. For too long. Man. For too long. For way too long. And it is finally fight week. It's UFC 292, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Aljamain, the Funkmaster Sterling at 
the main event. You really said the Fung Master. I mean, his nickname's cool. <laughs> his nickname's cool. I'm excited for this fight, dude. This is one of my most hyped fights of the year. Yes, dude. Let's start off with the let's start off with the main card. The first fight. Is there any good prelims fights? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's look at it. There's, I mean, Chris Weidman isn't a bad fight. That's pretty interesting. I think that's about it, though. Brad Katona. That's oh a, no way. Wait, that's a wait. Why is he in prelims? That's the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> is he? Why is he in prelims? Wait, did he just get added? That has to be new, because I don't remember seeing that. What the hell? He's he's not. He's fighting on Saturday. That oh, has to be new. He's fighting on a. He's supposed to be fighting this on this Ultimate Fighters card, like this next week. I'm so he's about to fight two weeks in a row. So are they? But it's not live. So did we just did we just get a leak that Brad Katona won the Ultimate Fighter? Did we just have breaking news <laughs> on the uppercut? <laughs> is this a leak? Because if Brad Katona's fighting, that means he got a UFC contract. Yeah, that's Maybe crazy. He won the Ultimate Fighter. That has to be new. And that's like Team McGregor fighter. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Why is Brad Katona fighting? Uh, I got a bantamweight. Yeah, see, Ultimate Fighter, dude. I think he, I think he won. He had. This, cause that not, means that he just won that. Wait, it's Cody Gibson who he's fighting this week. Ultimate Fighter. I took out the Ultimate Fighter update because I honestly just didn't care enough for it because I didn't think anything but, like, was happening. But he, he might have just won then. Brad Katona, uh, Ultimate Fighter matchup. Uh, he, this week, he's supposed to be fight. Oh. Oh, okay. The Ultimate Fighter the next couple weeks are like live and the matchups are going to be on. Oh. Okay, I see. Okay, that that was so weird. I didn't yeah, know that. I was confused for a second. I was so, like, so yeah, what? he's gonna be fighting Cody Gibson, who's also an Ultimate Fighter. Okay, all right, so that makes sense. Yeah, that <laughs> now, was sorry, guys. That was a little bit out of the out of the ordinary. <laughs> because we I don't thought know like they, Google accidentally leaked something. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Like <laughs> he just he's in the Ultimate Fighter right now. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, but that's I'm watching that. That's for sure. Oh yeah, hundred. That's a great Bra- prelim. Brad Katona is actually a really good fighter. He's, this is a great prelim. He was someone that I thought was I thought he was gonna win since the beginning. For the bantamweight division, and we have Weidman coming up later. Yep, so. Chris Weidman. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, who went? I think Brad. I mean, Chris Weidman would probably. Yeah, win. I think I don't know who this Brad yeah, Tavares is, Brad but Tavares nineteen is. and nine, not a great record. I don't know uh-huh. what his style is. I guess, but I'll go Weidman because that's yeah. off of the instinct. Yeah, just off the instinct, I'd go Weidman. But, but uh, heading into the main card, we have Cheeto Vera versus Pedro uh, Munoz. Munoz, I think is how you pronounce it. Yes, uh, Cheeto was supposed to fight Henry Cejudo on this card, actually. Or right, wasn't it? I uh, think so. Originally, yeah. it was Henry Cejudo versus Cheeto Vera. Yeah, but uh, Henry got hurt or something. That would uh, that would have been such a good fight. Cheeto <laughs> Vera is a little bit of a monster. He is. I will say he is. He's uh, he's up in there, dude. Sean and, said uh, if he wins and Sean wins, that should be the matchup first because of Cheeto Vera is up there, dude. Because Cheeto gave Sean his own his only quote unquote loss right in, uh, in the UFC. He's he he'll he'll be a contender. I feel mm-hmm. like soon. I think Cheeto's gonna win this. Oh yeah! Oh no! No, he's, really he, he's got this fight, and he has to win this fight. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I think Cheeto's going to be up there in the contenders. Yeah, for very soon. I think so. he. I think he can be up to four. I, I think he'll be four. I think people are going to start really liking Cheeto. Vera. I think he's five right now. If I'm, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he's the fifth ranked contender, behind obviously Sean uh, Marab, Henry Zahudo. Let's see. So bantamweight division, he is the. He's is the he, sixth. Yeah, I was about to say he's, he's behind. Oh yeah, he's behind uh, Corey Sandhagen and Peter Yan. Uh, he's he's gonna pass Peter Yan if he wants this. Probably actually Mario. But where's I, Mario? I just, though? in my opinion, I feel like people are gonna start really liking Cheeto Vera very soon. Yeah. Oh Mario, he's not even a 
He's an easy one for. It should be easy. Like Cheeto Vera is one of those like underrated guys in the UFC right now. Mm -hmm. Um, such a monster. So yeah. So like. So, like dude so polarizing man mm -hmm. like whenever he's in that octagon like it's a different guy you're facing like yeah it's not like you could be a you know a average ass ufc fighter and you go into the octagon you could be a prelim main card mm -hmm. you get into that and you're facing some guy and be like okay i'm ready for this fight you cheeto ver is one of those guys where you're like okay i'm in this octagon with somebody else man yeah. I'm, I'm in this thing with someone else right mm -hmm. here that's why I like Cheeto Vera so much. He's just one of those like you know hyena type of you know fighters. Yeah, like he's he he's, he's 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 gonna be up there one day. I know he is. Yeah, and uh, Pedro Munoz, he isn't uh, ranked or anything. Uh, don't really is he? Oh no, no, he's ten ranked. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong person. Uh, he's the tenth ranked. He's twenty and seven. Uh, the Young Punisher is his nickname. Mm, that's a great. That's, that's a cool nickname. That's <laughs> that pretty cool. A cool nickname. The Young Punisher. He's thirty six. Uh, in his last three fights, he uh beat Chris Gutierrez. Um, he also lost to Dominic Cruz, and then he had mm. a fight scheduled. What the heck does that even mean? He fought Sean O'Malley, but it's his hashtag undefined. What? Wait, who is this? This is uh Pedro Monjos. I'm confused. So did they the, fight? This is the guy uh, Marlon Vera is fighting. They must have fought and maybe it was no contest? Maybe or maybe they just didn't fight because somebody got injured? That, I don't know. Well, that's two is, uh, from two of his last three fights, he has a win and a loss. Hmm. Uh, but I think Cheeto Vera is going to win this. It should be an easy fight. Yeah. Uh, Pedro is 36. But it uh, should be good. The next fight, uh, I don't really know who these guys are, honestly. Damon Blackshear versus Mario Bautista, but it's a twelve and two fighter. That's uh, it's gotta be he's gotta be good. He looks like up and coming. He looks young from this picture. I don't know who he is though, um, so I can't really talk much on this one. Uh, do you have anything for that fight? Not really. I don't have much to say yeah. for that. But the next fight, this is a this is gonna be a really good fight in my opinion. Uh, Ian Gary versus Neil Magny. So Ian Gary actually called him out before, mm -hmm. and then uh, he got faced with Jeff Neal. Then Jeff Neal backed out. Now he's getting Neil uh, Neil Magny. It's gonna be a great fight. Ian Gary's a dog. He is a dog. He's one of my and, favorite fighters. Yeah, he's one, he's one, fighters. Yeah, he's one of the up and ups as as well. I think he should he should win this easily. easily. Uh, Neil Magny. I mean, he's good, but he's like not that. He's like a he's one of those vet presence fighters, right? Like to test young guys because he's never he won't be champion. Yeah, he's never gonna be champion. I don't I don't I, I don't disagree. But uh, when Ian Gary, I mean, if Ian Gary <laughs> wins this, yeah. he'll pass. He'll move up at least two ranks, so at least eleven. Uh, but yeah, that'll be a good fight. I'm excited. I think Ian Gary will probably knock him out. He's a good knockout artist. I think he has three. Yeah, he's three KOs in the UFC right now, and he's on a five fight one streak. Yeah. So this is gonna be a good fight. But the next fight are both uh, championship bouts. The first one will be entering the women's strawweight division. Uh, versus, it's going to be Whaley Zhang versus Amanda Lemos. Damn, I got those right. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Sweet. <laughs> but, uh, I remember watching Zhang's uh, last fight. It was insane. Like it was very wild. She was. She looked amazing. Yeah. In that well, fight. she's she's a fighter that brings a lot of action too. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like every time I've seen I've seen her fight, I've seen her on a lot of undercards. Um, on uh, at least like, uh, actually, I've seen her main events too. Yeah, 
she's always fighting somebody and I feel like it most of the time will go the distance or at least go close to the distance. She's always bringing so much action to the table. She's mm-hmm. a very entertaining fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's also just a dog. Yeah. So I feel like in my opinion, she's got this fight in the bag, but yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily know too much about Lemos. Yeah, I don't. I don't. But yeah, she's it, the number fifth ranked okay. uh, in the strawweight division. Uh, she's 13, two and one. She's 36. So, I mean, she's old. Right. That's a, that's a good thing for Whaley. Uh, Whaley is two and two with uh, two KOs and two submissions. Uh, but Amanda is on a two fight, one streak. She has three knockouts and two submissions. So mm. both of them are good on the feet or on the ground. Mm. So that's going to, so yeah. who knows how this uh, fight's going to go. This one's going to go to the distance. I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think it could. Uh, Wei Lei Zhang is 23 and 3. That's 23 wins and 10 more wins than Amanda. That's really impressive. And I'm pretty sure she's younger. Uh, who do you got one in this fight? Yeah, no, I got Zhang. Yeah, I think so too. I got Zhang. I think that I think that she's going to bring a bunch of action to the table. I think that she's going to bring her experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it'll go to the distance. I think that she'll just land more. She might be able to do better on the ground and... I think that this is going to be one of the more exciting fights of the night. Yeah. Um. Very good spot to put in the co-main for for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I just have yeah. I got Zhang in this all day. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be the go to the distance though. Probably either split to a unanimous decision. Could go either way. Depends how uh, Amanda go comes out. But uh, the last fight that we're going to talk about is the main fight of the evening. One of the big, most hyped up fights for a couple months now. Very, if not the most hyped, hyped up fight for the, for the past couple months, dude. It's yep. it's wild. Aljamain Sterling versus Sean, the Sugar Show. Sean O'Malley. Oh, it's, this is going to be such a good fight, dude. I'm so excited. Very, very hyped. And Sean, there's been stuff being leaked about Sean's wrestling. Like he, an MMA legend, he beat, uh, he submitted that's insane. Like a week ago or something, two weeks ago, he's looking really good. He looked really good against Peter Young. People like just put that behind behind them. They don't even talk about it. Sean O'Malley is that snipe. Th- this this is the fighter that like you could only describe him as a sniper. He's a yes. sniper in every way, not just striking, but as well as defending. I feel like he's the type of fighter that goes into fights and he makes himself force himself to know the ins and out of everything that could happen mm-hmm. he's just got to always be constantly prepared sterling is a very technical very strong fighter strong. so strong and he's very forceful he forces the fights to go his way he forces the fights to go to, to go the way that he wants it like he, he's very good at enforcing the direction of the fight that's something that i really appreciate yeah. about sterling Sterling comes into the battle knowing he's going to win. This is the most interesting fight that's been happening in the past couple of months. This is two snipers going against each other. And just honestly, like the the thing I keep on seeing bring, brought up about this fight is that this is a fight of a battle of wits. It has to be mm-hmm. because it's whose brain, whose preparation is going to be better. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not about wrestling or striking in this fight. It's not what it's about because Sean O'Malley, his entire career has been based on defending um, takedowns and being able to find openings. Sterling's whole fight, his whole career has been based on enforcing fights. Mm-hmm. This is two battle of wits type of fighters going against each other. And it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a banger of a fight. Dude. It, it, it really it has is. to be. And, uh, Aljamain has shown that he can get knocked out. He was knocked out cold in the UFC once. Yes. Sean O'Malley, that one loss, 
it, he didn't like he was winning that entire fight but like the way he explained it he was kicked out of spot like his yeah. leg literally just like died it just it like, did yeah it fell he it, he got a little hurt i mean i'm yeah. not gonna lie he did get a little hurt in that fight so he got stunned yeah but like the thing with sean is in his fights he never it's hard to see that he's hurt like he looks he does it he does a good job like hiding it yeah. yeah he looks like the same the entire fight it's not like a not like a scary part like alex Pajeda mm-hmm. is like but like he looks calm, collected to himself, knows what he's doing the entire fight. Yeah, it goes the distance, and he showed it in, against Peter Yan, where he did amazing. People think uh, Peter Yan won that, but like damage outdoes wrestling at the end of the day. Yeah. So, th- like if yeah, if you can't keep the guy on the ground, if you can't you know out wrestle him or whatever, yeah. if you if you've only done so much, but your the damage has been done onto you onto you so much, mm-hmm. the UFC, especially the, the the judges for the UFC, they're gonna count damage probably higher than anything else yeah so if, if you're gonna wrestle you need to make sure you don't get much damage on you yeah because if you do sean o'malley was also defending the takedowns he got around it he knocked down peter yon a couple times mm-hmm. that's why he's, he, his his shot selection is amazing well i mean like his his straight hand like his straight shot like whenever he throws a straight shot anytime i ever see him throw a straight shot it's not necessarily a knockdown it's not necessarily a knockout but it hits so clean Every single them. time. It hits so clean every time. It literally, anytime O'Malley throws that straight shot and it lands, 100% the fighter's second guessing themselves after he throws it because mm-hmm. it's going to land clean. And they go straight to defense mode or try to take him down. Yeah, they, it, exactly. They, he, it, Sean O'Malley, that's why he's a sniper. His shot lands clean. If whenever he's not just throwing shots out there and, and hoping for the best, he's throwing a shot because he knows it's going to land and it lands mm-hmm. clean every time. Yeah. He's like he's the definition of like a shot creator. Yeah. Like he knows what he's doing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And he's been, I'm pretty sure he's been training heavy on wrestling too. Coming to this fight, which is really good because Sterling looked, hit, he looked really good against Cejudo in that wrestling game. Right. This is a scary fight. I'm, I'm hoping. I've been, I've been saying forever that Sean's gonna win, and he will. He will be a champion. I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for Sean to win, and I think that he does. I think that he's got a little bit more. Motivation here. I think that I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take the under and I'm gonna go. Sean O'Malley wins this fight, but all I'm gonna say is that Sterling's no slouch and that winning a champ, like taking away a championship, is really hard to do. It's super hard. Sean O'Malley has to come in there and be the. He has the only way you can describe it is he has to go in there and be the best fighter that mm-hmm. night. He has to be the best fighter that night. Yeah, that's the only way he takes the championship because Aljamain Sterling is not a champion who doesn't deserve to be a champion. Sterling is one of the best fighters in the UFC right now. Yeah. So Sean O'Malley has to go in there and really do it, and I think that he can. I do. So too. I'm going to take him in this fight. Yeah, and another thing on Sean O'Malley's side, he even explained it in a podcast is his natural weight is like 10 to 15 pounds over the bantam weight, while Aljamain Sterling has to cut a lot of weight. He's normally right. walking around like yes. one seventy. Yes, and that's that can be a big impact on a it fight. It can, yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's definitely an issue. So it's it that's gonna be a big advantage in my opinion for Sean O'Malley. Uh, he's gonna be cool and collect. That's maybe why he's always like cool and collected, and uh, he never like stunned really hard because he's not low on energy. Yeah, <laughs> so you're right about that. We'll see what happens. We'll have what's next for this fight next week. Uh, I can either be really happy or really sad when we're filming this segment next week because I'm really hoping for Sean O'Malley to win this. I've been talking so much shit with my brother that Sean O'Malley's going to win this. He likes Sean O'Malley, but I've been saying it since the beginning, like, Sean's winning. Like, yeah. I'm so confident. My, my brother likes Sterling a lot, so which is weird because he's kind of uh, he's one of the more hated 
fighters right now, but I don't hate Sterling. Just I don't either. But I really like. like I get. I get why people like him, but I'm just like not that big of a fan of him. I guess. But mm-hmm. my my brother is a huge Sterling fan, mm-hmm. and he all he loves O'Malley too. But he's just I don't know. He's very biased for some reason for Sterling winning with Sterling winning this fight. But yeah. I'm t- I tell him I'm like, dude, I, I research this type of stuff. I, I'm I'm about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have a podcast. I have a podcast <laughs> that I have to do this for. This is homework for me. <laughs> like, I have this to is do my this. life. <laughs> like, I I gotta do this. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. But no, it's I think Sean O'Malley has this one in the bag. Well, not necessarily in the bag, but I think he's he's a really good chance. He's got a very good chance of winning this fight. Sterling also has a very good chance of winning this fight. I just it's I, a very I even prefer matchup. going to. The under and and and, cho- and choosing O'Malley, so yeah, it's a very good matchup. But uh, let's move into our next segment, which is in the news. I already talked about the Sean O'Malley submitting MMA legend to yes. Kanori Gomi, but yeah. other in the news is Ian Gary. He like met up with Jake Paul. They like trained together or something. They even had like a little face off. This is dumb. Dude. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but uh, Ian Gary he offered to help train Jake in MMA if he fights uh, Nate Diaz. Ian Gary's not going to do anything to Jake MMA training wise. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen, man. Do you not like Ian Gary? No, I like Aaron- Ian Gary. I just don't see him even. He's not a wrestler. I just don't see him helping Jake in MMA at all. I think it's because he like signed with Jake's company. Now better. here's the thing. Listen, Jake. I think that he truly is a fighter at heart. Can he f- quickly learn how to fight MMA? One hundred percent. He's a very quick learner. He knows Especially how to. Especially since ad- he wrestled in high school. Yeah, so. he knows how to how to adapt to this type of stuff. I just don't. If he's gonna want to go into an an MMA fight with, especially with a UFC fighter, because here's the thing about UFC fighter with people to understand is that I've seen sparring footage. Sparring footage. I've seen fights. I've seen certain things that have happened where it's just some regular ass jujitsu fighter or some regular ass just, you know, some sort of mixed martial arts going against specifically a UFC fighter and it's never close. The UFC fighter wins every single time because they are the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that there's anything that can help Jake MMA wise to be even if it's Nate Diaz. There's just nobody that he I feel like he can beat right now, dude. He has to be. In this mixed martial arts type of scene for years and years and years before he could even try and compete. If he beats Nate Diaz, it's got to be some sort of fluke or somebody was paid <laughs> off, dude. There's no way. There's just no way, dude. Because uh, I mean, if the he, amount of times I've looked into this, I'm like, man, maybe Jake can. You know, maybe Jake can do it. The, but it's just the, like if he keeps it up and not on the ground, then I think they're actually. The yeah, chance. if he if he can force it into a striking match, maybe. But it's just. I don't see that happening. <laughs> if it's if it's a real real fight, I just I just don't see it happening. UFC fighters are the best of the best when it comes to fighting, dude. Mm-hmm. There's just no slouching on them. You can't do it. Yeah. So, but uh, sticking with the Irish fighters and UFC fighters, Conor McGregor, there's a boxing match this weekend, uh, and he called out KSI at the boxing <laughs> match. I yeah. think Connor's reaching at this point, dude. dude. I think he just literally. I think he's starting to make any noise anywhere he, he can. He just talks shit wherever. It's just so <laughs> exactly. funny. He's at the bare knuckle fight watching. Um, what's his face fight? The, the, no, he, it wasn't bare knuckle. It was the actual boxing match. No, I'm talking about whenever he was at. Whenever he. Oh, came. oh, when he did the belt and stuff, and he did a face off with Mike Perry. Yes, yeah. like he he's making noise anywhere he can. Is what is the point yeah, I'm trying he's, to make? He's, <laughs> like he's at Misfits Boxing. Why? Why is he there? Like he's the main just, character, and everyone's just. <laughs> Just he's like just there. I go, he's that's why I love Conor McGregor, dude. He's always like, I'm gonna make noise I mean, anywhere just, I go. He just loves that. <laughs> you can just tell he loves fighting. He goes to any sort of fighting events and stuff. And KSOI, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat up your boy, Gasoy. I'll slap you around. You <laughs> dude, he's so freaking funny, dude. Oh my gosh, man! Uh, the but, fact that he's calling Gasoy and Gasoy posted like, I think it was a day later, and Gasoy was like, I had already left the arena before he did this. <laughs> and and Conor McGregor's like, I know your boy's in here, Gasoy's in here, but apparently Gasoy wasn't even there. <laughs> And KSI sees this a day later and he's like, I had already left the arena before he did this. That's so funny to me. It, the only reason I can see why he's like talking shit is because he is still friends with Dylan Dennis. Yes. And uh, he's just trying to hype up that yeah. card. No, he's definitely doing a good job hyping up the prime card, which I, I, I mean, he's doing them a favor, man. He yeah, really is. Like, that's the best. The like, more he talks about it, the more he's doing them a favor. I saw like Logan Paul when he uh, saw that Connor said he was going to train Dylan. Called him a coke addict. I never yeah, he called him a coke <laughs> addict, and he was just like, man, you're the worst coach in, in tough history. Like, it doesn't even matter. Is... Please coach down <laughs> Dylan Dennis is basically what he was saying. I didn't know he was a coke addict. I never even – I didn't actually – There's know a that. lot of – I mean, there's speculation. I don't know if he's a coke addict, but, like, he's – like, I don't know. There's speculation. I mean, I wouldn't him. be surprised from his past, but I, didn't, I don't know if he's like – would be now. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's just speculation on drunk. it, and I think it's more, more so of a meme and something yeah. to try and get under, like under a skin, is really what it's about. Yeah. But, I mean, Logan and KSI know how to do that very well. So, but I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if Conor McGregor's doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say that right now. Yeah, John Jones true. was doing coke, and so yeah, I mean, look like, at him. Yeah. <laughs> Still, only the best of the best fighters do coke. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the greatest fighter in MMA, you probably do cocaine. So. <laughs> You're just that crazy. You're just, you're just that crazy. You're yeah. that sadistic in your brain, yeah. <laughs> but uh, heading into our next segment here, it's the countdown. We have the scariest fighters in the UFC of all time. And it can either go scariest looking fighters or scariest fighters, like to fight. Right. And I kind of went in a mix of both in my. Yeah. So uh, I'll start off with my five. This man's actually crazy. His name's Kamzash Shemaev. We've <laughs> talked about him so much. Yes. He's scary because of how crazy he is. Uh I kill anybody. I kill everybody. He's I am the champion. Very wild, dude. He's a wild man. He's I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to fight him. He's scary. He's a definitely scary not. Dude. Yeah, he's on my list, but he's just he's just not on my five. He's a little bit higher than yeah. that. Yeah. What's your five? My five is uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Whenever he was in his prime, yeah, he was yep. the scariest fighter in UFC at the time. Mm-hmm. Did a very good job. Obviously, it's different now. Tony Ferguson is on a very you know unfortunate Sad. down slope. Yes, but uh-huh. at the time. Tony Ferguson, he had that, you know, that sharp teeth mouthpiece thing going on. Like he's yeah. he's a scary dude, man, and he was just he 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 was just one of the most feared guys in the, he in was. the entire league. He had to have been. And he talked his shit too, which he was did. Funny. Yeah, he talked his shit and he walked his walk too. Yep. So at my four, uh I have Francis and Ganu. That yeah. solid that man is so huge. Yeah. This is a solid pick. He's one of my honorable mentions. He, man is like a straight unit. Yes. Like he is, looks like a, he used steroids, but he was clean. Yeah. <laughs> like that. He, 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 how someone got that big is insane. He He's one of my honorable mentions just because of the fact that he just had pure raw strength. And just he had the raw. hardest punch in the UFC. Just, he was just a raw dude. He was a raw <laughs> motherfucker, dude. Like, without the condom raw. Like, that's how we, that's how raw he was, dude. Like, he was raw, man. so many <laughs> Like, he had no rubber on his dick. Like, he was that raw. He goes into those fights raw, doggy, dude. <laughs> but he was. Like, this is a very solid pick. I like oh, yeah. that. My, my four is Kamzat. My four Kamzat. is Kamzat Chimeyev. Um, I wanted to put a current guy in there, and I think that Kamzat right now is, is low-key kind of 
the Tony Ferguson of now. He's yeah. just like like people want to fight him to shut him up, but at the same time, they're they're just like I don't know if I want to fight this guy. He's a little crazy. Like <laughs> that he's, man's insane. Yeah, he's a little avoidable. Like he's, yeah, he really is. Yeah, but at my three, this guy, like I mean, he wasn't big in the UFC, but man was actually scary to look at his name was colin the freak show fletcher yes, yes. this man look at him dude, dude oh my he god has sharp teeth. oh my god he looks like a like a demon he like if you don't know what i'm talking about look up colin yes the freak show look fletcher. up yeah look up freak show the UFC. first picture man is actually the scare he's something i would see in my nightmares like never actually. never do you want to fight somebody that he's, looks like this dude he, he looks like he's gonna, a demon like he's actually he looks, a spawn from hell he looks like he's gonna eat you like <laughs> he doesn't want to fight you he wants he to looks eat like you. he's gonna knock you down and then like grab out your throat with his teeth <laughs> and like, he wants to eat it like he's just crazy man look at this guy man's actually scary as this is hell. a solid ass pick dude yeah. i like this a lot yeah he's creepy dude 100 <laughs> like just physically scary like that's yeah. what he is my number three is Quentin Rampage yes, Jackson. That's one of my honorable mentions. I one uh, again, this is kind of the same way with with Nganu, just raw strength, man. And he was just a dog. Yeah, he was a dog. Did not care. He and he was also one of those guys that just like had no care for himself either. He was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna hit hit with whatever. I just know I'm knocking this dude out. So yeah, <laughs> whatever just for happens, that, I'm knocking his ass out. Yeah, like he he was just a ridiculous guy, man. I mean, yeah, on top of his game scary scary dude to be in the ring with i was gonna put him with, so. i was gonna put him on my five and then i realized comms i want to put comms on in there so yeah but at my number two we've talked about him a lot he's my currently the scariest guy in the ufc because he's literally a terminator it's alex Bejeda. yeah he's, uh, he's one of my honorable mentions yeah he is a robot he doesn't show his <laughs> emotions whatsoever not even on roller coasters not even on roller coasters <laughs> man can't have you don't know if he's having fun yeah uh, he's just in the ring and he's just staring you down. <laughs> he's staring into your soul and yeah. he's going to knock your ass out. Yeah. He is insane. And he, he walks the walk. He knows how to, he knows how to do it. And he's beaten Israel Adesanya three times. So that's gotta be scary. Yeah. hundred percent. How about, what about you? What's your number two? Yeah. My number two is uh, none other than the ax murderer, ax murderer himself, Vanderlei Silva. Yeah. Did not have the greatest UFC career, but dude, he, Great MMA career still. he had a fantastic MMA career and he earned the name ax murderer just because of the fact that he had that killer instinct. Mm -hmm. He wanted to go out there and just end the fight as, as quick as possible. Just because of that raw, you know, utter killer instinct that he would bring that has to just become you know you have to have that label on you as being one of the yeah. scariest fighters like just in general yeah him and so, chill sonnen at the ultimate fighter that's just not that can't let you get too close <laughs> can't, let can't, you, can't let you get close but he can't let the axe murderer himself <laughs> get too close man i mean he's the axe murderer like that's he's gonna do something wild thing. man like yeah. he's gonna do something crazy how so. do you murder an axe yeah he just does it <laughs> he murders axes yeah but i mean like he was also known for like never losing a stare down until he you know i mean he faced micro crow crop who's, yeah. who's one of like uh, another honorable mention like yeah. micro crow crop was part of like a secret service where he would like would actually kill people yeah that's actually sc that's scary he was like <laughs> part of like a dark like black ops type of operation system yeah. or something like that and i think in russia or whatever it was that maybe but or Ukraine or something like that, but he would actually kill people. So I would not want to face off. Against yeah, that, that was the only like stare off that he lost. But very Vanderlei Silva would always win a stare yeah. stare down. So. At my number one, I have the king of steroids himself is Brock Lesnar. 
that this is just like <laughs> the king is, of steroids <laughs> i just realized what you said <laughs> <laughs> this is like francis and ganu but this is francis and ganu on st- imagine francis and ganu on steroids that's a, that's terrifying that's that not is, that's not this a- man was so big <laughs> <laughs> he still is huge he's dude. huge even, and he's like what in his late 50s he's in the so WWE? Big, man i'd be scared to face him in the wwe yeah <laughs> just this man getting on top of you hell no <laughs> yeah. i'm out i see that man i turn out and walk out of the arena no way I, I like Brock, Brock Lesnar as at the number one. That's a very good pick. Yeah. That's, that's a solid pick. I just didn't think of it for some reason. I don't know why. He was the first. Him and Alex were the first two people that came to my Really? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about Lesnar. I just like, I, I think I just associate him with WWE too much. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, a problem. He was a champion. Hey, he was a UFC champion. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. He was. <laughs> my number one is, you're probably going to be surprised by this, but. It's John Jones, dude. No, I can see that. He's because my, because of the fact, like John Jones, how dominant he is. He was so dominant, and like, just look at again. I'm going back to stare downs. Go to any of his stare downs. He's not looking at him, dude. Yeah, no. He's looking at the ground, and honestly, that's a little bit more scary because it almost looks as if his face is dissociative mm-hmm. from what's about to happen. And then when he like walks in the, and then like, he gets into the ring, ring and he's crawling, he's thing. crawling and he does his little somersault, and you're like, oh shit, what the hell am I fighting? Yeah, right like now? you're like, oh no, no, <laughs> no, no. He's scared, I don't want to do this anymore. Chill, sunning. Like he exactly. He just is very silent. He says stuff so straightforward, too, and he's just like, oh, this is what it's about to be. And then they get to the press conference, they do that stare down, and you're just like, this guy's not even looking at me. Like, where's this guy's head at? And then he gets into the octagon, it's, like, a couple days later. Animal. It's He's a different guy. So I had to put him at my number one. He is just the one guy in the UFC mm-hmm. that I would 100% never want to fight, man. Yeah, I'd never want to fight John Jones, dude. I, I couldn't either. do it. I would not want to fight him. That's no. the most dominant, the GOAT of UFC and in my opinion, the goat of MMA because of how dominant this. Like, man if is. I met him in real life, dude, if I just saw him out in public, you have no idea how scared I'd be. No, I, I would I'd be terrified. To, just I'd want to take a picture, but I'd be scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be so nervous because he's just so scary. But he's also is like, he, is he having a good day? You know, <laughs> yo, are you okay right now? Before I ask you for this picture, like, I need to make sure you're not going to swing gonna at me. Not going to kill me, right? <laughs> Okay, sure. <laughs> I honestly would want to get him a picture, like a picture of him putting me in a chokehold. Dude, I feel imagine like cool. him and his brother Chandler Jones uh, of the NFL. Yes, just standing yes. in between them. Both of them are huge. Dude. Chandler Jones just like being. Oh my gosh, him, 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 and John Jones standing next to each other <laughs> and me getting a picture, bro. That's the most legendary <laughs> picture ever, bro. That would be so sick. That would. But uh, that's gonna wrap it up for the countdown. We have two more segments. The first one's another in the news segment. This was kind of, in my opinion, kind of stupid of Izzy to say, but he's trying to sell the, a fight. I think it's. He said if Kamzat beats Paulo Costa, he has a very good chance to be the number one contender and take Duplessis' title shot. Mm. In my opinion, no, he does not. No, he no. he takes Costa's ranking. Yeah, because Duplessis better than Costa. He, uh, I mean. Costa, did he he hasn't fought Whitaker. Comes has to fight Whitaker next, if anything, if he beats Costa. That's my opinion. He fights Whitaker. Uh, Duplessis, Duplessis, in my opinion, has the title shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's above Duplessis. No, I don't think anyone can, uh, other than Sean Strickland, when he becomes champion. Yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> only really thing I could say about that. But he said that, and he said, uh, if comes out wins, then he. I think he can get a title shot next. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Am I, like, when he said that, my, my first reaction was, was he like scared to fight Duplessis or something? <laughs> I'm like, no, that can't be right. Just, <laughs> I don't know what what the hell that was saying, but he's not he's not over Duplessis. Yeah, no, definitely not, dude. I just don't see that. Yeah. I mean, if Duplessis was like old and like he's fought Adesanya before, then yes. Yeah, maybe. 
but Duplessis up and coming. Could There's be nothing the next to champ. go off there, so yeah. I don't understand why his why he said that. I just saw that I had to add that in a little bit. But uh, yeah. the final segment we have is what do you think? And we have a new set of fighters here. It's Gilbert Burns, Ian Gary, Paulo Costa, Johnny Walker, and Bryce Mitchell. Let's start off with someone we were just talking about, which is Paulo Costa. Do you? He was when he came in the UFC. He was supposed to be the next champion. Like people were saying, he's going to be the next guy. I think it's a little bit too late for him right now. He's what I think. Two losses right now? Yeah, but I just think he's too far down the line. I don't see Costa being able to beat any of the big guys right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's good. I just don't yeah, think no, he's Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he's good, but it's just there's too many guys there at the top right now, and I don't yeah. see him winning. I don't see him beating Duplessis. I don't. He has one, uh, yeah, two losses, nine first round finishes. Super impressive. 11, he's, he's a knockout artist. He's really big power. Uh, I think he could beat Jared Cannonier, Marvin Vittori, or Sean Strickland. I think he can. I think he can move up to three. I don't think he'll beat Whitaker, Duplessis. I don't or know if he even moves up to three, though. I don't know. I think he has a chance with the three. Because I five. think Sean Strickland, Paulo Costa is a good fight still. Well, yeah, there'll be a championship fight for the next time because Sean Strickland is about to become champion. You're crazy. <laughs> You're wild. I'm just joking. You're out of this I'm world. Joking. You are out of your mind. I just love seeing the memes though. <laughs> We're really about to we could really see in t- a few weeks Sean Strickland and Sean O'Malley and Colby <laughs> yeah. Covington as champions. <laughs> and I'm just like, these people are out of their depth, dude. <laughs> but imagine, imagine that. Yeah, imagine. We're getting on topic. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that'd but, be crazy. Uh, I I don't see him becoming champion. I just see him becoming a top I think he'll be a top uh contender throughout his entire career. Yeah. He's good, but I don't think he'll beat Duplessis or Adesanya or Whitaker. Probably but not. What about you? You don't think so? I just don't. I just don't see Costa being a champion. Yeah. Just in, I just. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, the next fighter we have is Gilbert Burns. Gilbert. Sad to say, I love Gilbert, but I don't think he'll be champion. Yeah, either. I think that there's going to be a lot of no's on this list. Honestly. Yeah, I think there could be. I think Gilbert Burns is is pretty. I, I hate to say this, but I feel like he's pretty close to his ceiling, dude. Yeah, if he's about to go on to his decline. Yeah, I think that he's a little bit close to his ceiling. I mean, maybe he wins a couple of bigger fights here pretty soon, but there's just not much left for him right now. Yeah. So it's just, I, I think there's, again, it's there's just too many guys at the top that mm-hmm. are just so much bigger and, and so much better of fighters right now. Gilbert Burns... I don't see him being up there yeah, with these guys. Yeah, so. Dustin Poirier moves up and he becomes champion. He's not beating him. I, I, I and I like Gilbert Burns. I, I, I like Burns a lot, dude. I, I think he's a yeah. great fighter. And he's I, always an entertaining fighter. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. But it's like a Paulo Costa situation. Like I said, he'll be a guy that's up there. Just won't get over that hump, in my opinion. Yeah. But the next fighter is Ian Gary. Now this one, I think he could be. I do think Ian Gary. This could is be the a one champion. that I'm saying yes to. He's still undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. He's young. Yeah, he's very young. He's got a lot of, you know, potential. So. Yeah, very. He's very good at knocking out people. He has a lot of power. He remind. He does remind me of a Conor McGregor type fighter. Yeah. Uh, in his style. Uh, he's and, he, he's in the division where he can move it up to mm-hmm. move it up into. He's already. So I mean, it's going to be hard, like to beat a guy like Shavgat. That'll be a really hard fight. Yeah. He's also undefeated. Uh. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about comms anymore. He's gone. And honestly, when later in his career, I think he will be a champion. I think he could. It, his biggest test will be Shavgat. I think that's going to be like the rivalry in this division Yeah. in the future. Those two guys are actually insane, in my opinion. They're the top fighters. And I think I think he could. I'm going to say yes. I think he'll become champion. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with yes on this, too. Yeah. 
All right, with our next one, we have Johnny Walker. Now, he was so hyped when he was brought yes. into the UFC. And then he won a couple, and then he got lost. He lost, lost, lost. Yeah, Johnny Walker, I'm going to say no to, man. It's just, And I think it's kind of an easy no, unfortunately. I mean, it depends. Like, I don't hate Jenny, Johnny yeah. Walker, but I think that this is kind of an easy no. Easy no. I, I, I agree. I don't think he'll become champion unless he, unless he surprises me. With the Johnny Walker uh, and Goliath fight, if he wins maybe, that, if maybe. he wins that, then maybe, he yeah, could. maybe at that point. But, but he is not beating the Terminator. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I think Johnny Walker is, is just again, he's too close to a ceiling, and I just don't see him being a champion. It's just, this, I feel like it's a little bit too far fetched for yeah. him. So in I think a, it's an in easy a no. really good division. Too. Yeah, he's just in two, like probably one of the best divisions in UFC, if not yeah. the best. So yeah. And the last one we have here is Bryce Mitchell. I really like Bryce Mitchell. Oh, I love Bryce Mitchell. He is such so fun to watch. But this it, one's really hard to be featherweight honest. Featherweight division. This is one's difficult. Another one of the best divisions, and he lost to Ilya Tor- Toporia. It, it's difficult, Tora. and I think that he has to come back from that Topora fight. It's it's hard to say. I think that if we were going as of right now, like it, it just based off what we've seen, I'm gonna again, I'm gonna have to unfortunately say no. I don't see him being mm-hmm. a champion, but I feel like he could eventually grow into it, maybe. But it's just based off what we've seen so far from from Mitchell. It's just I don't, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not convinced yet. Um, I uh, so it's just, he is really good. He got his camo shorts too. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I do like I do like the camo <laughs> shorts. Those are cool. But I still, I'm not convinced yet. Yeah, I think I, once Volk leaves, because no one's beating Volk, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be, the predecessor will be Ilya Toporia. And I think it's the Bryce Mitchell-Ilya uh, fight is going to be like a Max Holloway, mm. Volkanovski yeah. type situation. Probably. And uh, Bryce Mitchell will probably be on the Max Holloway train right. type side. Yeah. Because Ilya is really good. He's he, very good. He's so good. And I just don't think he can beat him. But I would love to be wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Mitchell is a really entertaining fighter. So hopefully I'm wrong. But looks like we only have one guy we think will become champion. That's Ian Gary. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope. Sorry to interrupt you, but. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I hope to see Bryce Mitchell succeed and, and, mm-hmm. and skyrocket. You know, I definitely hope because he's. Yeah. Again, like you like you said, he's extremely entertaining yeah i just think that right now at least based off what we've seen i don't see him being a champion just quite yet yeah but we'll we'll see hey he's still i think he's still got he's still stuff, young i think he's still got stuff left in the tank and he could definitely prove a ton of people wrong so we'll mm-hmm. see but i think based off what we've seen so far i don't i, don't, I just say i'm just gonna say no yeah but that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the uppercut Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out all of Out of Pocket Sports' podcast. Make sure you check out this week's Against the Call episode. It's going to be just me and Luke. Yes, Luke it is. is. Re- Luke is going to be replacing Nick for today's episode. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> so make sure you check us out. Not here. We're going to be talking for everything else other than UFC. Want to see our sports opinions on baseball, football, basketball. Check us out there. And make sure you check out Jay's Fifth Down, Riled Up Podcast, all good. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.